Friday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser and you're listening to the Friday edition of The Grind. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed yesterday's uh, recap. Uh, again, a little throwback show on a Thursday as uh, as the Daily Grind came calling. Uh, we, uh, we, we had to kind of drop back and punt. So again, hope you uh, like some archive shows from yesterday. And again, we're back live today to finish out what is a big week in sports. Big week in, in a lot of different regards. NBA players uh, have announced that they, they are going to get back at playing basketball after a, uh, a basically a two-day hiatus uh, in, in, uh, in regards to standing up for social injustice and uh, to try to get some, uh, some activity going uh, in other areas of the country. So that, that, uh, that happened this week. Uh, Major League Baseball continues to pull, you know, kind of trudge along. Uh, more games postponed there yesterday, uh, but nonetheless, these these teams are very much uh, beyond the halfway point of the regular season, and they will continue to hammer it out as we go along. Last night was Rivalry Thursday. Uh, you saw Anderson County and Powell hit it up on TV. We'll talk a little bit about that and how literally uh, Powell had that game lost. And then they come back and, and get the victory over the Mavs of, of Anderson County. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But, yeah, baseball is getting maybe – they're about 32 games in, 33 games in, and uh, it's just continuing to uh, to evolve who the who the leaders are in the clubhouse, who, who, you know, who you look to as some solid players. And uh, I'll tell you, it's evolving every single week. We're about two weeks away. Uh, from the NFL opening week, uh, you know, and already the chirping has begun uh, here in Tampa Bay. New, I think, newfound Tampa Bay fans um, talking just about how good the Patriots could be, uh, how Rob and uh, Rob Gronkowski, Tom Brady, how that that connection's back, and I just don't know. I'm not putting a whole lot of eggs in that basket just because I don't know um, what they're going to do against the defense. Uh, just to be just to be frank with you, uh, I've seen uh, them go against the Tampa Bay defense, but there's a reason why there's uh, you know a lot of new players in that in that franchise. So uh, I'm gonna w- have the wait and see approach approach on that one, and uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll go from there. But uh, excited about what the weekend could hold. Uh, you know, talking about uh, Tennessee's back in pads uh, as far as practice. Um, that's always fun to, to be able to see and talk about. Uh, but, but really, uh, as Maryville's in their bye week, I'm excited to get around uh, East Tennessee, see what I can see. Um, thinking about heading to Greenback tonight, uh, getting, a, getting a little view of the Cherokees. Uh, but we'll, uh, you know, talk, I'll talk with the, the, the guys and see where they're wanting to head. But uh, I really I want to check out a game because that's, uh, that's normally what I do on a bye week. So we'll uh, – We'll see where that lands me, uh, if you will. So, um, 
Let's start with baseball. Uh, baseball yesterday saw the Padres take down the Mariners 10-7. to The Padres now 19-13. The Mariners fall to 20 or 12-20. The Pirates get a victory over the Cardinals 4-3. Pirates now improve to 8-19, 3-10 on the road. Cardinals fall to 11-10. Uh, they are 7-4 at home. The Dodgers knock off the Giants 7-0. Uh, Dodgers now sit with a 23-9 record. Uh, one of the strongest in baseball, 12-4 on the road. The Reds beat the Brewers 6-1 to one, uh, as, as Jesse Winker uh, homers twice and, uh, and Jose Garcia singles in his first big league at bat. That's, uh, that's huge for, for that franchise. Sonny Gray gets the win, and Hauser gets the loss. Mariners in the doubleheader get back at the Padres 8-3. to three. Uh, The Pirates double up the Cardinals 2 to nothing in their doubleheader, and then the Dodgers blank the Giants two to nothing. Looks like yeah, yeah. So in the doubleheader, the the Dodgers nine, the Giants zero. Bad day for the Giants at the plate, um, but it did serve them well. The Reds get the second half of their doubleheader as well. Looks like a sweep kind of day as the Reds beat the Brewers in the second half six to nothing, and uh, and really um, <laughs> a big time day. As the uh, as the MLB had a, had a protest as well against social injustice, and uh, they continue to drive uh, drive change from the sports world uh, with that. But uh, some games that were postponed: uh, Rockies, Diamondbacks, A's, and Rangers, Red Sox, Blue Jays, Phillies, Nationals, Orioles, Rays, Twins, Tigers, and Marlins, Mets. The only ones with with approved makeup dates: Twins and Tigers will play actually. Uh, today, uh, to make their game up, I'm assuming doubleheader style. Phillies Nationals will pick this one back up September the 22nd. Uh, A's Rangers will make this game up September the 12th. And all other games are TBD. If you look at the standings in Major League Baseball through 32 games, roughly, uh, everybody with the postponements and different things uh, have different uh, ways of doing things. Tampa Bay has, uh, has grown a two-and-a-half game lead in the American League East over the New York Yankees. Uh, they're the closest one to the Rays. And then the, the Blue Jays sit four-and-a-half back in third. Baltimore Orioles six games back in fourth place. And the Red Sox round out the AL East ten-and-a-half games back, a 10-21 and 21 record. Um, the difference is uh, the, the Rays are 21-11. The Yankees are 16-11. and 11. So two and a half games back, but they have played five fewer games. So I'm, I'm, uh, that will be the telltale is how they recover those five games. They very well could sit in the leader spot uh, when they get to even Stevens uh, on the number of games category. The Minnesota Twins lead the, the AL Central uh, 20 and a 12 is their record. They hold a half game lead over the Indians and White Sox. Both those teams tied for that second-place spot. Detroit Tigers sit five-and-a-half back, and the Kansas City Royals seven-and-a-half back. Uh, The AL West have the Oakland Athletics, a demanding lead uh, over the Houston Astros, four-and-a-half games over Houston. Uh, Seattle sits nine-and-a-half games back. The Rangers sit ten games back, and probably nearing systematic elimination the L.A. Angels are 12 games back in the American League. So uh, the strong teams uh, out of this mix, 
uh, of course, are the Rays, Yankees, Twins, Indians, White Sox, and the Athletics. So that looks to be a strong uh, representation from the American League. The National League, the Atlanta Braves uh, lead the uh, National League East, uh, a two-game lead over the Miami Marlins. The Philadelphia Phillies sit in third place four games back. The Mets four and a half games back. And the Washington Nationals in last place in the East six games back. In the Central, the Chicago Cubs hold a three-game lead over the St. Louis Cardinals. And then the Reds and the Brewers are tied now in that third-place spot five games back. And the Pittsburgh Pirates are eight games back. So, again, Jeff, you're not the farthest back in the major leagues not even in the National League, so you got to be happy about that, Jeff. But uh, in the West, the L.A. Dodgers, 24-9 and record, best record in baseball, uh, sit there with a five-game lead over the Padres, seven-game lead over the Rockies in third place, the Giants' nine-back, and the Diamondbacks of Arizona, ten-and-a-half games back. Um, I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, a lot of people have went back and forth on whether baseball has helped or hurt the conversation of a return to sports. I've said all along that, um, how do I say this? COVID's not leaving. Uh, and, and I don't know what that what what I'm trying to get at here or whatever, but I, I feel like baseball has done a good job of understanding that. They've done a good job of understanding that this thing is not, uh, it's not going anywhere. And so pausing just delays the inevitable. Uh, it gives people more opportunity to do what they want to do versus what we need them to do. And we being, you know, the structure that is uh, what baseball's put in place. So, in my opinion, baseball's shown that that uh, that you can you can take precautious measures, you can do different things, you can pause, you can postpone, and you can continue to play a season. I mean, look at the Miami Marlins; they're sitting there two games back in the in a strong. National League East, and uh, and they didn't play very much the first first you know few weeks of the season. So I think if you look at it from that standpoint, uh, that's um, <laughs> I don't know that you're wrong, Jason. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, and th- there's a lot of conversation about the validity of of this um, of the pandemic. Not that it's not a real disease. Not that it's not a real uh, what have you. But it's it's the the exposure and the coverage of such. But uh, but nonetheless, I, I think baseball's shown us a really good example of what it can look like. You know what what we can do uh, to get some things in place. I mean, you look at it last night. Uh, I'm watching Rivalry Thursday. All the coaches have masks on. The players don't. Um, and, and you know, it, for a second. You know, until they go to the booth and there's that piece of plexiglass in between Mark Packer and Austin Price, which is whatever. If if that is if that's mandated sometime, I, I don't know, but maybe it is. But I, I just to me, I'm like, really? It, it just it. I don't think it impacts anything because they look around it. But that's just me. That's just that's my practical side coming out. Which in in, in media, I don't know that that always clicks in so uh anyway anyway uh but i think baseball's provided a model that you can look at and say you know what this can work you know you can live with it uh as things progress and as things go forward uh, i think uh you you know there's going to be better ways to treat 
uh, better ways to know ahead of time. I think I think we've found the uh, the negative side of testing. Uh, there's been a lot a lot of false positives, uh, and I think that's uh, you know that's uh, paralysis by analysis, as I've heard before. Uh, the more times you check something, the more times you have an opportunity uh, to get a false positive or a wrong reading, whatever that may look like. So. Um, but I think baseball continues to trudge along. I mean, you look, there's several divisions that have that that have teams that have fewer games uh, in, in the respective positions, but there's plans to replace. And I, and I think as, as you do that, it's an ever-evolving thing. And so uh, I think baseball's laid out a pretty good groundwork for that, and it'll be fun uh, to look ahead as uh, – as the season continues to go on, I, I firmly believe, you know, and again, these are my, you know, cup half full Yankees, uh, as I as I like to say. Uh, I really think they're going to be, uh, you know, I think they're going to be okay. I, I think they're going to be have an opportunity to come back and do some things. Now, I think I think health continues to be a problem for the Yankees, and that that's a that's kind of disheartening for a Yankee fan, just because I feel like with the long break, uh, you were and should have been. Uh, as healthy as you ever were going to be, and uh, that doesn't seem to be uh, the case. Uh, of course, uh, we saw the uh, the the flow, I guess, the ebb and flow of uh, of of Garrett Cole's trade. Uh, you know, I, I think every now and again somebody just doesn't have a good day, and that that's what I'm going to chalk that up to. But the other day against the Braves, which again, uh, Braves and Yankees are my two teams. Um, I think if you're going to have a bad day, might as well have it against the Braves, right? So um, I, I kind of watch both of those teams and, and like where we're headed uh, in, in the postseason. The Braves, of course, leading their division and the Yankees stalking uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. So uh, I think both are going to be just fine. But uh, Major League Baseball, again, uh, forward, onward and upward. Uh, don't push pause, just uh, hit play. Has kind of been their mantra. Uh, they just continue to uh, to move forward. It's not always pretty. It's not always clean, uh, but it is uh, a way to drudge and move forward uh, through this uh, this COVID-stricken season. I mean, just to be quite honest with you. Two weeks away uh, from national football starting. I'm I'm pretty excited about that. I don't know what to be excited about. Uh, you know, again, being a Broncos fan. I'm excited about Drew Locke, I think. I'm excited about Melvin Gordon, I think. Uh, and I'm excited about uh, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, I think. So we'll, uh, we'll of course, let that, let, let that kind of play out and hope that there's something to be happy about, something to watch uh, here in about a month. So, uh, you know, we're going to take our first break of the day, listen to our fine sponsors, but baseball is on and about nearing. Uh, it's, it's beyond halfway but it's nearing a, a, a very critical time as these teams will uh, – here in the next coming weeks, there will be a few teams put to bed uh, as they will be you know, eliminated mathematically. I think there's a few that are systematically uh, eliminated at the moment, but here in a couple weeks, uh, they'll be mathematically eliminated, and then it'll be getting down to the nitty-gritty. Who's the, the one that's saved enough? Who has enough in the tank to make a push in the postseason? But we'll talk about that and much more. But when we come back on the flip side of the break, I want to talk about high school football. High school football had had Thursday night games. There was about three in the area. And then we're going to talk about Friday night picks and then also talk about uh, 
I don't know, just what's coming up this weekend. We'll talk about it all on The Flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKBL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. Hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948. Or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates. And they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653. Or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k paid holidays and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com slash production to apply. Equal opportunity employer. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind podcast 
on Apple Podcast and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM. Rocky Top Sports. Welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Friday edition. As we uh, as we open up segment number two, we're going to go to the high school ranks. As uh, week two of the high school season has uh, has started, last night rivalry Thursday saw saw three matchups in the area. Well, more than that across the state, but three in the in the local area. Kings Academy and Gatlinburg Pittman took uh, took hold of the, their season. Gatlinburg Pittman opened their season, and the Kings Academy spoiled uh, the the Highlanders opener. Uh, the Kings Academy two and zero now after a thirty nine to thirteen victory over Gatlinburg Pittman. Kings Academy two and zero. Gatlinburg Pittman again start their season zero and one. Grace Christian Knoxville, uh, they're two and zero now after a fifteen to nothing win over South Doyle. Clark Duncan and the boys now fall to one and one, and the Cherokees look to rebound uh, as they go into week three. We'll have a couple more days to do so. But if you look up the uh, up the 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 list here, Powell and Anderson County, uh, that's a that's a pretty pretty big game for for both those teams. Both teams were very good a year ago, uh, and both teams looking to really, I guess, create some dominance. Uh, in, in their in their area in their in their conference et cetera et cetera well Powell didn't look good early uh you know Anderson County had one way they were going to go they were going to go by that running back no he was number 25 and uh and they did that uh I remember at halftime or maybe it might have been into the third quarter uh he had 27 carries for 150 yards I'm like that's the only play they know uh, that's what they're going to go with, and 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 it was working. You know, Anderson County was holding the lead uh, there there for for quite a bit there in the second half. Powell went to halftime with the lead, uh, but I knew Anderson County would have an answer uh, in the second half. Uh, they continue to do that. Uh, Anderson County really really kind of controlled it. Had a really good defensive scheme against Powell, and 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 you know, <laughs> I I don't know what to say, but on a fourth. And, and a long ways. Uh, I think it was fourth and Ted Russell Ford uh, from Anderson County. And very, I don't know what you would call it, Johnny Manziel, I don't, whatever. Uh, there was escapability uh, abound for, for Powell and their quarterback. I think his last name's Potts as he delivers a strike, misses maybe 10 tackles and delivers a strike into the end zone to take the lead 31-29. to and uh, and Powell goes for two, which I thought was a that was a I thought that was a a ceiling of the fate kind of decision. Uh, only being up two, did not go up three uh, with just kicking an extra point. But I think they'd had some kicking issues the night for the night, and so they choose to go for two, miss it. So that opens the door 
for Anderson County to drive back down and win it at home with a field goal. And uh, and just quite frankly, um, Powell's defense held enough at the end to get the deal done. And uh, Matt Lowe and Powell, they just find a way to win. You know, and, and, and there's some swag that's coming with Powell right now. Uh, the way they play, the the aggressiveness they come with. the I don't know if it's the Jordan brand logo, if it's the uniforms that kind of have the Miami font to it, uh, the old school Miami font to it or what, but uh, I'll say there's a there's some swag that rolls with Powell right now, and Anderson County is a good football team. Uh, Powell just found a way to win. I don't even know that Powell was the best team yesterday. I think Powell just did what they needed to do to win. Powell now 2-0. and uh, Anderson County one and one. Uh, the Mavericks are gonna. They can't ha- lick their wounds too long because uh, they've got a game uh, coming up next week against Hickson. Uh, it is a region game. Then they'll play South Doyle, Howard, uh, in Jefferson County, Eastridge, uh, and then they've got a pretty, pretty, pretty light slate. Let's just be honest with you. I think Jefferson County is probably their strongest game uh, through the rest of their uh, of their region. Uh, so. Um, I don't know what that says about Anderson County and what they've got to do. I think that's the region they're given, and they've just got to mow through that. Uh, but I think this was the uh, this was the benchmark game, and uh, they let it slip just slightly away from them. Powell, however, they start the season two and zero. But next week they have Fulton, and then they have Carnes, Clinton, Knox Halls, Campbell County, Knox West, Oak Ridge, and South Doyle. That is a murder's row in mid October as they go to Knox West and Oak Ridge. Oak Ridge, talk about that team. Um, there's a linebacker, number 10, that's paving the way uh, for a lot of, uh, of havoc uh, there for Oak Ridge, for the Wildcats. But nonetheless, it'll be mid-October before those two lock horns. So uh, you, you've seen Powell uh, beat a, a pretty pretty impressive beach team, uh, 26-24, and uh, in that same margin, 2 points is how they beat Anderson County so two wins by a combined four points but uh to quote the epic uh Vin Diesel in in uh in Fast and the Furious enter a mile winning's winning and Matt Lowe would agree to that so they'll see Fulton next week they've got a little bit of a an extended week as uh anytime you play on a Thursday that next week's longer so uh they'll have a little bit of a scouting time they can do tonight and then they'll uh they'll get back at it uh, come the weekend and into Monday. So uh, that's one thing to have going for them. But the weekend is full. I mean, you, you look at uh, at what is, is to be had this weekend. Uh, there's a ton of games on the slate. You know, great people at Five Star Preps, Jesse Smithy and that crew, uh, they, they do a great job both, one, giving stories about local kids and what they're doing, but also laying down uh, the schedules and what the, the week could look like. Uh, Alcoa is going to Austin East. Uh, the Roadrunners uh, stumbled in week number one, and uh, Alcoa did not stumble. They stumbled over their own feet, uh, but get, continued to gain it back and get a 35-7 to win over uh, Blackman. Austin East, I don't think, will put up the same fight that Blackman did, but I think the result will be very similar. I think Alcoa uh, probably in the 40s. And I think Austin East maybe doesn't get out of single digits. Uh, again, Alcoa's defense held uh, Blackman's offense to 22 offensive yards. So uh, I think Stingy is probably an understatement, but I think Alcoa mows down the Roadrunners. Uh, Clinton at seven, number 17 CAK. 
Uh, the Dragons struggled in week number one, uh, but CAK picked up a nice road win. Uh, I think they bring a lot of talent back, and I'm going to go CAK over Clinton uh, in that matchup um, of the, the Dragons versus the Warriors. Uh, sounds like a video game. Uh, Carter at Campbell County. Campbell County got the victory over Cock County last week in, in pretty convincing fashion. Uh, I think they keep that winning way up. I give them the victor over Carter. Uh, the Hornets will be uh, blunt-tipped after this weekend's matchup. Union County at Claiborne. I'm going to go with Claiborne over Union. Northview Academy at Cock County. I'm going to go with Northview over Cock County. Cock County only could get three points against Campbell County a week ago, and I think Northview uh, put up three 100-yard rushers in a 50-42 to shootout at West Green. So North Green at Cosby. I'm going to go with North Green over Cosby. Not uh, just a, it was a coin flip, and Cosby didn't win. So Sullivan East at Elizabethan. I'm going to go with Elizabethan. The Cyclones uh, will wreak havoc all over Sullivan East as the Patriots just don't have the horses to compete with the defending uh, state champion Bryson Rollins uh, threw for over 200 yards a week ago and ran and ran the football for 80 yards. I think that's just a combination that's going to be hard for a lot of people. And Sullivan East is just the next one to have to deal with it. Seymour at Gibbs. I'm going to give the Eagles uh, the victory. I know uh, that that's shocker. Seymour Eagles versus the Gibbs Eagles, but I'm going to give it to uh, Seymour. Uh, 20 to 16 is going to be my expectation. Uh, picking that close. Megs County at Greenback. That's on the docket for the grind time attendance. And uh, Megs is one that uh, really, they're, they're a close competition for, for Greenback, even in a Greenback return to uh, to try to build this thing. Uh, both both teams were, were state runners up a year ago. Uh, you know, they both lost state Mr. Football caliber players a year ago. And, uh, and, and basically Greenback lost to Loudon in week number one. And uh, Megs found Sweetwater uh, and, and got the victory to start 1-0. If I had to guess, I think Greenback's probably got a little bit more momentum. I'm going to go with the, the Cherokees over Megs. I'm going to go with Greenback over Megs County, and it's going to be a close one. I'm, I'm thinking like 17-14, 17-10, uh, but that's my pick, and we'll see if uh, how close I was. Daniel Boone at number eight, Greenville. Uh, I think this one isn't even close. I think Greenville, uh, with what they bring back, what they have coming, uh, they've got a starting quarterback, Drew Gregg, and a running back, Mason Gudger, that's just a – I mean, it's a it's a thunder-lightning combination that's, that's going to be too much for Daniel Boone uh, to deal with. Give me the Green Devils and a running clock in the second half. Cleveland at Hardin Valley. Uh, Cleveland will see the Red Rebels of Maryville a week from tonight, uh, and I want to see what they've got going on, but uh, – um, Cleveland at Hardin Valley, uh, 35 to three is the is the total uh, that I'm expecting. I think it's a 38 point deal. Uh, Cleveland had some would be touchdowns uh, get pulled back against Central a week ago, and uh, I don't think that happens two weeks in a row. Give me Cleveland. Give me the Blue Raiders over Hardin Valley. Um, big, big, big. Wartburg at Harriman. I'm going with Harriman. Uh, Sevier County at Heritage. Uh, this is a this is a dynamic that we haven't seen in some time. Heritage has an opportunity to start a season two and zero. Uh, shut out Heritage. Uh, shut shut out Heritage for snap for snapping a twenty five game losing streak. That's a huge huge accomplishment. Uh, but Sevier County is a little different than Lenore City. Uh, I, I'm interested in what the the Mountaineers bring to week number two. 
Because, again, when you snap a streak, you've got an opportunity to like the way that feels and want to do it again, but you've also got that opportunity uh, to to read your own paper clippings and do do some stuff that, that doesn't put you in the greatest of light. Uh, the, there's, a, there's a regional or an area player of the week on Heritage's football team, and they're going to need every bit of that uh, to get the best of Sevier County. I'm going to go with the Smoky Bears. Uh, I, I hate to do that to Heritage, uh, but at the same time, I think I think Sevier County is a is more than a step up from Lenore City, and I think the opportunities are going to be uh, less likely uh, for Heritage to start two and two. I think they fall to one and one uh, here in week number two, and I give the Smoky Bears uh, the edge in in that matchup. Uh, Oliver Springs will head to William Blunt. Oliver Springs was supposed to play Kingston in week two, and they switch it up and bring their talents to six A William Blunt. Um, Basically, William Blunt's kind of coming off of a tough loss a week ago to Maryville, and uh, William Blunt looks to get in their winning ways. I think they do so. I think Oliver Springs is not what they saw in week number one. And uh, William Blunt, I say they get a double-digit victory here because I think uh, there's some there's some strengths uh, to clamor in that offense. They just got to figure it out and, and get some downfield push uh, as Bryston Williams needs to get on on track early and get this thing off and moving. Fulton will be at, at Central. Uh, Fulton did well to make a game uh, against South Doyle last week, but two-time defending state champ Central is coming off a big confident win at Cleveland. Uh, Liam Fortner, an Army wide receiver commit, led the team in rushing, uh, oddly enough, out uh, of the Wildcat package. So I'm going to go with Central because it seems like the, uh, the Wildcat or the, yeah, the Bobcats, they only know one thing to do. And that's win. Central, I'm going to say, gets a slight win over Fulton. I think Fulton gives them all they want. But being at Central, I give I give the edge to the Bobcats. Uh, number six, South Doyle at number – no, we've already played that one. Let's let's move on from that one. South Green at Lakeway. Uh, South Green went 10-2 and two, uh, last season and got a nice win last week over U- Unicoi. Uh, Lakeway uh, is, is starting their program. This is their first game in TSSAA play. And I don't think it's one that they're going to really enjoy. I, I think South Green gets the victory. I think they move this thing right along. I think Lakeway gets on the board. I think they get their foundation laid, but I don't think it's with a victory. Uh, I'm going to go with South Green over Lakeway. Loudon at Lenore City. I think Loudon was a really good team last year, and they'll continue uh, to do this this year. Loudon, I'm going to say in the 40s, I don't think Lenore City gets out of single digits. Uh, Dobbins Bennett at Oak Ridge. I love this matchup. Uh, This should be a great early season test for both Oak Ridge and Dobbins Bennett. Uh, Dobbins Bennett went 10-3 a season ago and brought back for 2020 plenty of upper-class help. They displayed a 35-0 win over Tennessee High in week number one. And DB uh, key points is Kendall Jackson and Mitchell Gibbons. Uh, to get the win and 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 win the football game. I think they're going to have a lot to say about that. The game is at Oak Ridge, uh, so I'm going to go with the Wildcats. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be whoever has the ball last gets that win, and uh, I'm going to say it's going to be Oak Ridge uh, over Dobbins Bennett. They get the home field advantages was the difference uh, for, for me. Um, McMinn County at Sequoia. The host Chiefs have lost 15 games in a row. McMinn County didn't like how it played in weeks one win, but nonetheless gets the win. I think they like how they play in week two. I think McMinn County rolls Sequoia 35 large. I think they they have a moving clock at some point, 
and it may be earlier than Sequoia would like. Uh, McMinn Central, Teleco Plains, uh, they played a ranked McMinn County team uh, tough in week number one, but nonetheless fell uh, to McMinn County. I think McMinn Central gets on their winning ways in a close one against Teleco Plains. Uh, Halls at Carnes, uh, COVID canceled week one for Carnes and almost week two, but Knox County reinstated football for the Beavers. But uh, Halls showed well in week one and should only improve moving forward. Stopping Carnes sophomore running back DeSeason Bishop will be the task, but a task that I think, uh, you know, I think Halls will be up to the task for. Uh, I'm going to give Halls a double-digit victory. I'm, I'm thinking in the 30s, Carnes uh, being around 17. I think that's that's where I'm sitting. Uh, if you look at Saturday, there's a couple games, uh, one big game, uh, Trinity Christian at Catholic. It'll be a noon kickoff. Uh, Trinity Christian is led by 200-pound senior Shador Sanders, uh, the son of legendary NFL player Deion Sanders, who happens to be the team's offensive coordinator. Uh, Trinity fell in week number 127-26 to Mississippi's defending 6A champion Madison Ridgeland Academy, but Trinity also lost its season opener last season before finishing 13-1 with its third consecutive Division II championship in the state of Texas. Uh, last week, Catholic notched an easy win over Chucky Doak, getting the stars out early, so that was good, but it didn't waste a lot of energy. Catholic shouldn't be, be really affected by playing on, in a national TV game either, uh, but playing at noon might feel a little bit different. But Trinity team is different. This team is more than, than just Sanders, a four-star prospect at quarterback. There's also a 6'7", 350-pound offensive lineman, They've got multiple Division I receivers. Uh, Trinity will be roughly 10 guys projected to play college football. Catholic has its fair share also. Uh, but I, I think if you if you look at it, this should be a battle. This should be uh, one that you watch. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think Catholic might have a bigger piece of jerky bit off than they can necessarily chew on for a while. So I'm going to go with Trinity. Uh, I think when you look at it, the, the hoopla that's going to be around Deion Sanders being in Knoxville, uh, that's going to be huge. But at the same rate, uh, I think you look at that offensive lineman, that quarterback, they may run behind him all day uh, and, and have some success. So I think Catholic holds tough. I think it's a close game, but I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to give Trinity uh, a victory by, by at least seven, and we'll, we'll see how it shakes out in the second half. Uh, number 16, Farragut at number four, Knox West. A 7 p.m. kickoff on uh, on Mark Packer's crew. Uh, Isaiah Mattress, the star running back from Knox West, stole the show a year ago in this very matchup, and he also, uh, you, you know, he he was uh, he was not too happy that they weren't able to play uh, in week number one. But knowing that he's chomping at the bit, uh, Farragut's defense should be up to the challenge. Um, but uh, I'm gonna say Knox West 31. Farragut, 24. I'm going to go that way. I think Farragut comes in with all good intentions, but being at Knox West, even though it's just down the road, I think think Farragut uh, doesn't have what it takes to get Mr. Mattress off the field as much as they need to, and I think they have early and often success. So, uh, that's the that's the slate of games. Um, you know, I think I think the games that I'm interested in checking out, uh, of course, are the the Trinity Christian at Catholic would be good, but I, there's going to be too many people there, and I, I'm just 
I'm just not real interested in that in that dynamic. Uh, the the green the greenback game. Uh, I'm interested in in the Meg's greenback game, and then uh, I don't know that Alcoa at Austin East. I don't think it's going to be much of a game, but uh, I've never been to Austin East, so it's it's one of those that I wouldn't mind uh, to check out. But uh, Pigeon Forge at Granger County that might be a fun game to check out, um, and really. Um, Sevier County at Heritage. Why, why not go over there and see if the Mountaineers couldn't prove me wrong? Go two and zero. I'm interested in it, but uh, the decision will be made today. We'll uh, we'll try to let that out on social media where we're going to go. Uh, not that that's a big deal, but uh, just so you know, if you want to know, you can know, and if you don't, then you don't. But hey, we're going to take our last break of the day. Listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, we continue to grind it out on sports talk NBA. As they get back to playing today, we'll talk about that all on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming, WKVL.com. We'll be right back. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blunt County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at Common sensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865-389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. In response to the COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak, and in what the Blunt Partnership sees is the best interest of its visitors, employees, and community, Taste of Blunt, slated for September 10th in Maryville, the Townsend Fall Festival scheduled for September 25th and 26th at the Townsend Visitor Center. And the Best of Blunt Awards, booked in October, are canceled. The events will not be rescheduled in 2020. These fall events are cherished productions that the community looks forward to annually. But the current environment is not conducive to holding large events where physical distancing is difficult. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. 
those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit SalvationArmyUSA.org. Custom shirts, vinyl decals, and all things custom printing. That's what Night Shift Printing brings your way. If you need custom printed accessories, check out my man Jacob Carter of Night Shift Printing. You can contact them direct 321-6845 or via email at nightshiftprinting at gmail.com. That's K-N-I-G-H-T, shiftprinting at gmail.com. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram. You don't want to miss it. It's well worth it. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill. Located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Have you heard about or seen the Grand's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grand from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM. Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Friday edition of The Grind. I listened to that intro. It says we don't always promise to be perfect. Honestly, I don't, I don't even know if we ever achieve being perfect. But, uh, but we will give you our honest opinion. And, and sometimes that's – I don't know that it's the popular opinion. And, and I, I don't know that that's, that's a problem. I mean, I think that's uh, – that's the, the, the diverse side of, of sports. That's the diverse side of, of, of any topic is, is kind of where you, where you sit on the, on the discussion. NBA has been one that, that you really, you know, unfortunately in the, in the last several weeks, uh, everybody asks you to pick a side. Like, should they play? Should they not play? Here, here's the thing. Uh, and, and this is just a real grassroots level of it. Uh, and I don't dis – I don't – how do I say this? I don't knock them for for what they're doing, for who they're standing up for, how they're standing up for it, uh, and if that's what they feel like they need to do, that's what they feel like they need to do. But I would like to know what they what they're accomplishing. What what is the end game? What are they What are they getting at? 
And and if it's if if there's some awareness that they're raising and and that they're gonna, you know, they're gonna push to to make some change, then that's fine. But if you just don't play because you you didn't play, and there's really no outlier or no impact, okay, <laughs> all right. I mean, it's like calling in on a on a Tuesday. You still had to be there Monday, and you still got three more days of work. Just my personal opinion. But anyway, uh, the NBA has postponed two days' worth of games, but it looks like after a meeting on Thursday, uh, they will get back underway. looks like the, the games scheduled for tonight are Bucks Magic, Rockets Thunder, and the nightcap Lakers Trailblazers. Uh, but, but if you look at the stories, the storylines that, that came out of it, um, and, and I understand. I, I, I don't want to say that I, I, I'm, I'm in full uh, understanding because, again, I, I don't, uh, I will say that I, I feel like I've been blessed to not not understand a whole lot of of the the social injustice. And what I mean by that is I've just not been exposed to such. And, and you know, I, I don't know what that says about my upbringing. I don't know what that says about me. But basically, I, I it's hard it's hard to to understand and and hard to make a, a judgment snap judgment when you've never been there. And, and I try, and 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 Laura helps me with this. Is is how do you how do you verbalize that? And, and so that's my attempt is where I'm at now. Uh, I don't understand, and no, I don't know that I'll ever understand where they're at. But but what I'm saying is 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 they got to make the decision for them uh, at the at the same rate that I don't I don't want anybody questioning the way I do things or the way I you know perceive things and want to do things. Uh, I'm not going to do that to them. But they've postponed the last two days in effort uh, to to battle social injustice, and if that's what they felt like they needed to do, well, then that's what they needed to do. Uh, but Thursday morning, uh, the NBA players met uh, a day after basically the bulk, the Milwaukee Bucks kind of got this off and rolling, uh, and they're going to return uh, to the playoffs, resume the playoffs after a two-day basically hiatus. The Bucks' decision not to play on Wednesday led to postponement of all the games that day and then all of Thursday's matchups as well. Uh, the games will officially be played. Hasn't been How they will be recovered has not been determined, um, but they will be in discussions to see how that's going to happen. Uh, the, de- the players' decision to continue the playoffs came less than 24 hours after the decision uh, to, to postpone from the Bucks. Uh, the teams playing in the games later Wednesday, the Rockets, Oklahoma City Thunder, Lakers, and Trailblazers uh, all followed suit. Players and league officials met Thursday night uh, with part of their discussion focused on formulating an action plan to address racial injustice issues. Uh, The league and players are expected to announce a plan that will include a push for police accountability and voter registration. Um, And, and, you know, okay, okay, that's probably probably where I need to stop. But uh, Milwaukee chose not to take the court against the Magics after Sunday shooting a Jacob Blake. Um, a 29-year-old who was shot seven times by police in Wisconsin, a city about 40 miles south of Milwaukee, uh, the place where George Floyd, situ- where that situation uh, took place as well. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's uh, it's crazy. The decision to to halt play came exactly four years uh, to the day from, since Colin Kaepernick first did the kneeling at the national anthem uh, in Green Bay against the Packers. Um, I don't know that that's coincidence or if that that was – I don't know. 
I think it, it lined up and it worked, so uh, we'll go with that. But it says, I know the cops are probably upset. Uh, who who said this? Yeah, I'm going to pass on that one. Uh, when asked what the Bucks could do from inside the bubble, Hill, Hill said, we can't do anything. Uh, you know, this is this is one of those – uh, George Hill guys, the the one of those role players, and and I think I think the bubble has has pushed these players uh, to a, to a new limit, and and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it is it is a thing. Clippers Paul George spoke about the struggles in the bubble uh, from a mental health standpoint, and he said he said you can't do anything, you can't go anywhere, you can't see anybody, uh, everything's done via FaceTime and different things. He said I I can't. I can't tell you it hasn't affected me. He said, literally, uh, I've had to have some counseling uh, to get back square. So uh, I think uh, I think that's a real thing. Uh, but uh, I will applaud you know anybody who who pushes for change uh, for the better. You know, and and I think that's a hard concept to to fathom just because a lot of people go just play ball. And 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 I've said that. I may have even said that on air. But I think as as I continue to to kind of dive in and understand, I don't know. It changes. It changes my perspective somewhat. Because I feel like you have a platform. Uh, it's just like it's just like here. You know, there's different things that I raise up because I feel like I have a platform. I feel like I have an opportunity to share good news, questionable, what have you. And if I don't, then what is the platform used for? And, uh, you know, I struggle with this one because, to me, um, I, I see a difference. I, I see a split in sports and, and then everything else in social. But at the same rate, in 2020, is there? Uh, it, I, I don't think so. I, I think as, as we've grown as a society, as we've evolved as a society, and, and you, can, you can make your own decision upward or downward, uh, but I think – this is a this is a very critical time in our society because there's a lot of things that have laid dormant for years and years that are now erupting uh, in in front of our very in front of our own eyes and in in our in our cities um, and it's 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 one of those things that's got to be dealt with. Um, like I said earlier, I, I don't know that I'll, I'll ever understand the full scope of of that. Uh, you know that that side of it uh, again, uh, and, and I don't know that that's a bad thing. Uh, I, I think that's just difference in in people. Um, but I will say that I, I I recognize that there's some wrong there, and, and that things need to be dealt with in a in a in a way uh, that that has equality in mind, that has accountability in mind, uh, and that has different things in mind. And 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 I nor I think anybody that's that's really come out knows a really good path to that, and I, I think that's that's the problem in America is everybody has their own opinion, everybody has their own way, uh, and, and I don't know that that's 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 progressive. I don't know that that's that's going to work. That's going to help, uh, but at the same time, I think that is what it is. Is is players are doing things that they think are 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 forwarding the message. Uh, you know, politicians are doing things that they think are forwarding the message, and then even on the flip side of the coin, the the attacked group, uh, the 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 law enforcement officers, I think they're doing things. Uh, you know, we've had the opportunity to have, and, and that's where I, I, I stay mixed. I, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's just a, a clean fix uh, because I, I think there's great police officers in our community and in our country. I mean, you talk about Derek Evans. 
a lot of people may not agree with this. You know, I, I, I don't know. But uh, I see a lot of good in our police officers. I, I can't tell you how many times between uh, Clayton Hall at Maryville High School games, uh, you talk about Derek Evans, what he's able to do at, at his uh, CRO position. Uh, Clayton Hall is also a CRO um, or an SCO, school resources. Yeah, SRO, school resource officer. But they're, you know, they do a lot of great things with our community. And, and I think – Unfortunately, they don't they don't get the headlines. They don't get the the publicity. So I think there is a reform that needs to happen at the law enforcement level, but I also think uh that there's accountability uh on the part of of why why the stop was made. Why why things are happening and and why uh things move and progress to that place that quick. So uh I I don't know that there's like I said and and maybe I'm talking in circles cuz I feel like I am. But I think there's no quick fix. I don't think there's a way to sit here and go, you know what? If we do this, all this goes away. No, I think it's a progressive policy. I think I think this has to be a culture change. Uh, this can't be a because they said so kind of change. This has to be a because this is the right thing to do. And uh, and, and I think as we progress, uh, that's either going to come to light or that's going to that's going to shy, shy away. Uh, and I think it's going to take some hard decisions by some big people and a lot bigger than me and this show but uh but i'll tell you what um i'm excited about what what the the weekend holds i'm excited about what the future holds because i think even in in some turmoil i think the country and, and our community can grow out of this i i you know i if i have any kind of platform at all i say you know what it, it's been written for years and years it's 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 as old as 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 the world is treat others the way you want to be treated it says nothing about because they're this or because they're that or in spite of them being this or in spite of them being that. It's how do you want to be treated and reciprocate that feeling. End of story, over and done with. So, again, I, I, I push if, if there's anything that I can say, you know, black, white, purple, uh, woman, child, man, treat others the way you wanted to be treated. End of story over and done with but uh we're gonna get out of here uh listen to these fine sponsors uh at the top of the hour uh we've got uh sb nation returning to the airwaves uh our syndicate from houston you don't want to miss that and what is a source for sports right here in blunt county if you're if you're if you're not having any plans this weekend uh head over to heritage check out the one and oh mountaineers take on severe county head to greenback and uh, root on the Cherokees, try to get their first win of the season against Meigs County. Uh, or if you're out Knoxville way, uh, go over to Austin East and support those tornadoes. Uh, William Blunt will be hosting uh, Kingston. Uh, so, again, if you uh, – if or no, Oliver Springs. Oliver Springs was supposed to play Kingston. But uh, William Blunt will be hosting uh, Oliver Springs. So there's a lot of football action in the area you just got to go find it. Maryville and the Red Rebels are idle this week. Uh, well, they were supposed to play Bearden, but that game got moved to week five given uh, Bearden's shutdown for the first couple weeks of the season. But, again, William Blunt hosting Oliver Springs. Heritage hosting uh, Sevier County. Greenback hosting Meigs County. And, uh, of course, Austin East hosting the Alcoa Tornadoes. So get out, check out some high school football, and if not, watch it on TV. Watch the NBA. Sports are back. MLB, anything you want, it can be found. So if you want to, do it. 
But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on.